Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. It is October 24, 2023. Hope you all had a nice weekend and enjoyed yourselves. As always, thank you for listening. Um, in today's episode, I'm going to recap week 7 of the NFL 2023-2024 season. Uh, I did not get to preview week 7. Um, I want to kind of change things up a little bit, so I may be going the route of um, possibly just recapping weeks, you know, weeks of the football season going forward. Um, although, I'm going to try to um, get back to previewing some big games as we go on later this season, but for the time being, going to stick to be recapping one of these weeks of football coming up here um, and give you my take and analysis on all these games and hopefully get into some other things as well. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, uh, but a shout out to uh, the Las Vegas Aces who obviously won their second back-to-back WNBA championship. It was impressive. Kind of hope the New York Liberty would have maybe made it interesting or could have made it interesting, but it was meant to be this way. So, congratulations to Bob and Becky Hammond, who is now a two time WNBA champion. Um, so, let's get into week seven of the NFL season. I concluded yesterday with Monday Night Football, in which the Vikings uh, defeated the San Francisco 49ers. I will get through that game. Uh, and sometime. We do want to start things off was what kicked off week seven was a matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jacksonville Jaguars ended up winning 31 24 over the Saints. Um, Trevor Lawrence coming to this game had a knee injury. There was some concern, but uh, he played pretty good for the most part. The Jacksonville Jaguars team played pretty well for the most part. Travis Etienne. Um, had another game with two touchdowns uh, that picked them up early, and uh, they kind of held this game pretty much all the way until it got tied in the fourth quarter. The Saints, uh, they've had a disappointing stretch the last few weeks or so. Their offense hasn't been there. It just hasn't been explosive good enough at times. Uh, they seem to start slowing games where they actually... Um, get it going and their execution just hasn't been as great as it should be and they kind of find themselves dropping to three and four as a result. A team that I thought potentially third in the NFC South finds themselves a game behind or so of the Atlanta Falcons now and you just look at the Saints, they just cannot seem to convert their down, get in the end zone. That was more of the same uh, whatever happened in kind of Houston um, and kind of in the Tampa game happened again in this game as well as they just could not you know, get in the end zone enough early came up short you know so for early field goals it got it going a little bit later in the game uh, but this defense by that time you know, had probably been on the field quite a bit uh, they weren't able to sustain the fan Christian Kirk was a big reason why the Jaguars ended up winning this game uh, just because of his big playability uh, he made a big touchdown catch uh, towards the end of this game. 
Um, I think that you know, Derek Carr obviously didn't mount any type of drive late in the game. Um, you know, so it was one of those games in which the Jaguars kind of controlled the pace and led 24 to 9. The Saints played better in the second half, but uh, Jacksonville just continued to play sound football. Uh, even though they gave up the lead, um, you know, you saw the Jaguars, when it came time to it, put together a drive more completely than the Saints could have done early in the game. That's where the Jacksonville Jaguars improved to 5-2 and two, um, on the season. The Jaguars are clearly uh, the favorites at this juncture um, in the AFC South. Houston has an outside chance of making some noise. Uh, remains to be seen if they will. Um, but, you know, you got to give uh, Jaguars credit. They're looking more and more um, at the team that they hit on all cylinders on both sides of the ball. They have a good shot of stacking against anybody in the AFC. Cleveland Browns escaped the Colts with a 30-39 win. I got to admit, this game really surprised me in terms of the score and the outcome of this game. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be that big a, a, a scoring game, to be honest. Um, I thought that you would see the Browns' defense uh, make plays and kind of shut the Colts down offensively a little bit, but it didn't happen. Uh, both teams ended up putting together a lot of offense. Um, there were turnovers on both sides. The Colts had more turnovers ultimately than the Browns did. And there were some controversial penalties late that kind of hurt the Colts' chances in this game. Um, and I saw the Browns kind of escape, right? Sean Watson did play, but he suffered an injury or so in the first quarter, I believe, and that's when Kevin Stefanski decided to kind of pull him out. And so, uh, Browns and P.J. Walker, I mean, they put together drives. You saw the defense make some plays. You saw the offensive line kind of hold up a little bit better in some instances. The Colts have been surprisingly impressive, right, without having Anthony Richardson. And it, it does, you know, suck that Anthony Richardson is not, you know, going to be able to play the rest of the season, um, put on the IR. And um, the Colts, they have a team that's young, ascending. You've seen some progress from the other younger wide players. Uh, you know, you got Zach Moore, Jonathan Taylor. The Colts have been surprisingly competitive this year. They've been in the thick of things. Um... And it's mostly because they're coaching. With Shane Steichen has done a tremendous job of maneuvering around and getting things done. Um, they just weren't able to get a few opportunities in this game that they hoped to get. Uh, their defense just kind of found themselves in positions where they just could not avoid the officials. And uh, the Browns, you know, they are, um, I think, they're four and three or four and two, something along those lines. Um, so the Browns remain in the thick of things. Um, they're right up there with the um, Steelers, the Ravens. Uh, the AFC North is looking really, really interesting. Uh, it's just, it's been, uh, you know, it's, every team seems to have a shot. If you look at it, look at the standings now, like every team in the AFC North has a chance. The Bengals um, are still finding themselves a little bit, but you just look at it ultimately. Um, I think the biggest surprise has been Pittsburgh playing farther than I expected. 
out of all the teams um, offensively. Uh, Steelers still have questions, but uh, you know we're gonna have an interesting battle or so for this division. Some of the games that are coming up uh, between teams and down the stretch it could be could be very very interesting how that how the division shakes out. Um, the Buffalo Bills were upset by the New England Patriots um, in Foxborough, 29-25. Uh, Patriots got their second win of the season, and it's kind of interesting that Patriots' uh, second win of the season came against another division rival. So they they are they, they've been good. They're two and one in the division, uh, so they improved two and five on the season. Um, and it was an interesting game. I mean, the Bills once again just kind of started off slow. Uh, before really playing better in the second half. I mean, Josh Allen, this offense, um, they were out of sorts in the first half. Give New England's defense credit, give Bill Belichick credit. He obviously wanted to get a win, you know, wanted to get this win, this win badly. Patriots kind of needed this win to save their season somewhat. Uh, and they play like it, right? Mac Jones, by far, probably played one of his best games this season in terms of making plays. Uh, he was clutch, obviously, in that under two-minute drive, right, to lead the pass down the field and get a touchdown to, I think, Mike Kresge in the end zone. Um, so it was a game that the Patriots' offense was good early on. They converted points, right, LA uh, touchdown, I believe. Um, and then the Bills came back. They made some plays. Josh Allen looked good, but this Bills' defense, um, uh, they were taking advantage of a little bit in the secondary. And the injuries at the cornerback spot uh, kind of showed up in this one in terms of we know that they, they do have a good secondary. They have a good, you know, they have good safeties. Uh, but the cornerback spot itself in this game was kind of, you know, spotlighted. They, they could not stop enough things. Sean McDermott has done a better job. But the execution on the defensive end, Guys were out of position, tackling-wise, face-wise. It just wasn't really good enough where it had to be, in my in my view. Um, and that's why they ended up kind of giving up some big plays. And um, Matt Jones, obviously, did what he had to do. He looked much better um, overall in this game. And the Bills, uh, I think, dropped to you know, four and three or something along those lines. Um, but nice win for Bill Belichick. Obviously, he's crossed that 300 win total. Uh, obviously, one of three coaches in NFL history that have more than 300 plus wins. So uh, we'll see. The Patriots have a long, a lot of ground to make up. Um, but they are going to be a team that coming up has a chance to either make a little bit of a run or get back um, to some semblance and have a chance possibly. Who knows? Uh, later this season. The Giants picked up their second win of the season with a 14-7 win over the Washington Commanders. It wasn't an overall impressive game. The Giants did just enough, right? The Giants' defense has kind of turned the corner the last few weeks. Um, I think they had six sacks in this game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Waller and Barkley both scored touchdowns in this game from Tyrod Taylor. So that was good to see. Um... Washington just didn't get enough from Sam Howell in this offense. This offense struggled. Uh, they were 1-15 on third down. 
150 on third down. You won't get that far at all. And I mean, give Washington's defense credit. They kept this game within reach pretty much the entire game. Um, I made the comments made, obviously, after by one of the Washington defensive players was was appropriate. Uh, but Sam Howell, his offense, they they've been able to put up points. Um, at times this season. In this game, they just never were able to take advantage of some situations. Their offensive line struggled to protect and you didn't see the game. You didn't see the game kind of break out. They didn't get those big explosive plays they needed to. So Sam Howell's got to be, be a little bit better um, if they want to have a chance to uh, remain and think of things in the NFC East and the NFC for sure itself. The Baltimore Ravens uh, picked up their first statement win of the season, in my view, uh, by beating the Lions 38-6. to uh, This was definitely one of those top games that was talked about in Week 7. Um, and the Lions, after having a good stretch of victories or so, they kind of met a stiff test and uh, they got beat on all sides of the ball. Right. The Ravens came out and played probably one of their better, best offensive games this season with Lamar Jackson uh, throwing for, I think, 57 yards, three touchdowns. It was a solid performance from Lamar Jackson. You saw him make plays with his arm, different angles. It was probably one of the better games that he played this season. Um, the Lions just had no answers. Um for anything. The rushing performance of the Ravens was better. Uh, Jared Goff wasn't able to do a whole lot uh, at all. And this offense struggled for the Lions. They couldn't put up big points when they needed to. The game got, you know, more and more widened throughout throughout all of it. And give the Ravens credit. They played a great game offensively and defensively. They really put the Lions in a, a tough bind. And the Lions definitely uh, needed having a loss like this. Uh, just because they've been playing so well. And then, you know, I mean, you play so well, you're looking great, right? Um, the Lions hope to go where they want to go this season. It's like the playoffs and it's, you know, they're, they're going to have to, obviously, every team, every good team or so, I think, has a loss like this, right? That kind of refocuses them. And that that could be the case with the Lions, right? Right? They really don't have any competition in the NFC North right now. Uh, although things could change, obviously, um, but the Lions look at it right. They they've been talked about a lot, and they've been really good at home and on the road. Although here, you know, they got their um, you know, they got their first loss, the first road loss of the season. So uh, Dan Campbell obviously has had a good start to the season. We'll, we'll see if they can keep it up, right? It's all about sustaining momentum week to week, and so Ravens definitely. Uh, got a big win here, um, and I think the Ravens have now improved uh, to five and two on the season, or five and three, or something along those lines. But the Ravens are looking good, um, are looking better, as I said, just because you're seeing the offense come alive a little bit. It's got to stay that way, obviously. They want to be able to do some more things uh, this season. The Chicago Bears. Uh, defeated the Las Vegas Raiders 30 to 12. This game just kind of you know, look at this back to the south. It kind of lost its luster a little bit, in my view, because you didn't have obviously Jimmy Garoppolo and Justin Fields. However, the Bears 
got a win. Uh, it was a win that Matt Everfluss, uh definitely needed. Um, so it was good to see the Bears uh, get a win. This is their second win of the season, I believe. Uh, it was a game in which Brian Hoyer really could not do anything uh, at all uh, against his Bears defense. The Josh Daniels um, his offense, you know, just struggled. They didn't have any rhythm. They didn't have any plays that that worked that well for them in this game. And you know, you just kind of wonder where this team's direction is going because on one side you have a Raiders team that you look at it, they have talent. They've got some players that can make things happen. Especially they have Max Crosby, right? And it just seems like the games that the Raiders are supposed to win or be able to play up to their, up to their level, they just don't do that. Um, the Bears were good, no doubt, in this game. Uh, but this is more about the Raiders just not playing a strong game. Um, they probably were better off starting off that rookie quarterback O'Connell instead of Brian Hoy. Hoy's been a veteran around the league. He played well, yes, uh, the previous week or so. But you've got to be able to do... Um, some better things if you want to be able to win. And the Bears just kind of had their way. Uh, they had a rookie quarterback, I think, and Tyler Sagent, or uh, sorry, sorry, Tyler Bajent, Tyson Bajent. Uh, he threw three touchdowns, or he led three touchdown drives. Uh, the Bears got a pick six on defense. Um, so it was just more the Bears playing, playing better football, executing much better. And that's what they got the win because they were just better early and often and they kind of kept the game out of reach for the Raiders as the game waned on. So give the Bears credit for that. Raiders definitely have to get healthy and start winning some big-time games if they want to be able to make a push in the AFC at all. The Atlanta Falcons uh, got a 16th or 13 win over the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers to improve the four and three on the season. Uh, I think once again another game was won by their kicker Koo, who who drilled the game winning field goal and under regulation to give the Falcons the win. The Falcons have been really a roller coaster uh, in terms of how they're playing. Right, this wasn't a strong showing for Desmond Ritter at all. Um, I think he had. A, bunch of fumbles in this game um, but somehow some way they were able to keep this game close I and mean, both teams struggled offensively right Baker Mayfield didn't do much better he did find Mike Evans for a touchdown in this game but the running game was not great for the Buccaneers uh, they didn't get enough when they needed it late it was just more of a game in which the Falcons were able to be in position right they got the ball back late I think Ritter made one big throw to Kyle Pitts that set up that set up that game-winning field goal. So wasn't pretty at all. The NFC South has been somewhat disappointing in terms of teams that you, you thought would be at the top of the division. But it is interesting because every team still has a chance, except the Panthers. They're kind of out of it. Um, but you look at it all the way through. Um, it was just a game in which. Uh, you saw Atlanta do a lot more, um, and the Bucks are just—they're just being hurt by bad quarterback play. 
Uh, Mayfield hasn't been his best the last few weeks or so. Um, they've lost now, I think, two in a row or so. And um, biggest issue with the Buccaneers right now has been their quarterback play. And you just kind of wonder if Todd Bowles is going to make a switch at some point to give this team a little bit of a spark offensively. Uh, that remains to be seen. Uh, but uh, the Falcons, despite Ritter not being as great as he hoped to um, week to week, they set a four and three and are in a pretty good position heading into um, week eight of the season. Pittsburgh Steelers uh, defeated the Los Angeles Rams 24 to 17. The Steelers put a four and two. Um, Steelers converted a fourth down play that was a bit controversial, but they got it done. Um, Steelers started slow, but Kenny Pickett made some plays. Right, he stepped up when he had to step up. Um, the Rams, they just had missed opportunities in this game. I mean, they had a couple of missed field goals. Um, you know, missed extra point, turnover on downs. I mean, look at the Rams offensively. They just missed some chances to really put together. Uh, um, or sorry, the Rams just missed some chances to put together like enough good drives. Right, you saw Nakua have a big game. Right, you saw Stafford play well initially, but. The Rams didn't do enough in the second half, right? The Steelers, the kind of the Steelers hang around. Um, the Steelers defense giving credit; they got some big stops. They played to their strengths, um, but the Rams just needed some impact plays, and they didn't get it from, you know, they didn't get it enough from Cooper Cup or Nakua when they needed it, right? It was just more a game in which um, the lack of a running game to offset that pass rush kind of hurt them, and right, and McVay. Obviously, didn't have a timeout or so to challenge something late in the game. So, it was just a game in which the Rams were out of sorts in the second half. Uh, they missed their chances to kind of the Steelers in a hole, right? The Steelers kept it within reach. And that was the biggest thing that helped them um, kind of win this game was being able to offensively just put together plays. Um, like there was just better rhythm and execution by the Pittsburgh Steelers compared to the Rams in the second half. That's why the Steelers ended up winning. The Broncos got their second win of the season of the Green Bay Packers, 19-17. to uh, Jordan Love threw an interception that sealed it late uh, for the Broncos. Um, wasn't a perfect game by any stretch for the for the Broncos, but they got a big they got a big win, right? Considering how much they've been off this season, um, you know, it was a game that the Broncos needed, and uh, you saw some good things from Russell Wilson, you saw this defense play up to their standards a little bit, uh, Jordan Love started slow, um, made some good plays, but ultimately his decision making late in games last few weeks or so has really hurt the Packers, um, you know, the injuries, yes, have taken a little bit of a toll, but Jordan Love's play has not been that sharp. Um, you know, after the first few games, the team have kind of figured out a couple of things, right? And you're seeing that kind of take place right now as well, is that Jordan Love's ability to 
you know, make some good decisions late in games, situational games has been tough. Uh, I think you look at this game itself, he had a chance possibly to, you know, throw the ball short underneath to AJ Dillon. If you go back and watch anything of that late drive that they had, yeah, you got a, a long third down play. You could check it down and at least get your running back in position uh, for to gain some yards and possibly set up a field goal. Um, so that is a part that I think that the Packers don't have happen. They have to be better early in games. They got to execute and they got to get more of a balance back on their running game because that's been it hasn't been as good as they hoped to this season. Now the Seattle Seahawks get uh, relatively easy win over the Arizona Cardinals, twenty to ten. Um, the Seahawks just made enough plays. You saw Jackson Smith and Jigba have a touchdown. Um, I think another wide receiver or tight end got a touchdown this game. Seattle played their strength. Their defense just kind of took over this game, kept the uh, Arizona Cardinals from having any type of rhythm at all. It just wasn't a whole lot for the, the Cardinals going right in this game. They kind of found themselves, you know, too many three and outs, too many empty, empty possessions, and Seattle just kind of defensively was able to get pressure. Um, for the Cardinals, is already a season that kind of, you know, has slipped away. Uh, Kyler Murray's return this season might offer something, but uh, the Cardinals are definitely heading towards that direction where they're going to have a very important decision in the spring of 2024 in terms of how they want to build this team forward. Are they going to draft a quarterback? Are they going to add some wide receiving talent? They've got a lot of question marks to make, or a lot of decisions to make, I would say, um, because they're not looking... They, they were competitive early in the season. They got, obviously, some some wins. But uh, other than that, they just have not been that great. And they need a, lo- a lot of help in, in a lot of different areas. The Chiefs defeated the Chargers 31-17. Mahomes had a big day with four touchdowns. Kelsey had a big day. Um, it was a good, good close game. Both teams had some turnovers that were... It made this game kind of interesting. Um, but I think the biggest play in this game was when the Chargers had a chance down 24 to 17, and they weren't able to convert late in Chiefs territory down 24 to 17. They had I think first and goal, second goal, third and goal, fourth and goal, and Herbert wasn't able to convert that opportunity, uh, and that I think was the reason why that the Chargers lost this game. Their defense was not good in the first half. They made some adjustments in the second half of this game. Um, but I think that key play that they couldn't score um, really hurt their chances, in my view. That was the kind of turning point of the game was Herbert not being able to convert an opportunity late uh, or in that you know down by a score. So if he had converted that, it could have been a tie game. Um, but give you know the Chiefs have done always. They've always had a lot of success against the Chargers every in every game, and it just comes down to a few plays and. The Chiefs' defense was really, really, really solid. If you think about it, they were just much better um, than the Chargers' defense. Getting pressure, getting things done. And from a stack point of view, that was uh, done from the Chiefs. And Patrick Mahomes, who made a lot of big plays in this game as usual, and got the win for the Chiefs, who now are 6-1 and one on, on the season. The Eagles defeated the Miami Dolphins 31-17. This was a matchup of two 5-1 teams. Uh, the Eagles were just much better. 
Uh, they got some big plays when they needed to. They converted a lot of those fourth down and shorts plays. Uh, Tua struggled a little bit. Um, they didn't get a whole lot from the running game either. I think the turning point for the Eagles, uh, sorry, for the Dolphins, was I think Tua threw a pick. Uh, they were down, uh, or they were, I think, um, trying to answer. Like, the game got close because early on the Eagles were you know, playing smash mouth football. On the defensive line, they got after it, made some big plays, right? And then the Dolphins came back, right, to uh, found Tyreek for a touchdown. And then the defense got a pick six on Jalen Hurts. But Jalen Hurts, after that interception, came back on the next drive, led a big drive down the field and scored a touchdown. And then A.J. Brown made a huge play um, that kind of put this game away game for good. So Miami needed a little bit from Tua. Kind of struggled, and he didn't see his first, second reads. Um, and... That's kind of where the game was decided, with the Eagles being able to kind of keep Tua off balance enough towards the end to get to get the win. So the Eagles were just better in terms of just getting pressure, controlling the line of scrimmage, and that's what they ended up in this game. And to cap it off, last night was the Monday Night Football game between the Vikings and the 49ers, and the Vikings got a huge win. Uh, probably one of their best wins of the season at the 49ers and they won 22 to 17. Kirk Cousins was the big reason why the Vikings won this game. He made some big time plays. Um, 49ers just missed some chance. They didn't have Debo Samuel out there. Um, but you still saw them be competitive enough to keep this game within reach. Obviously, Brock already had a chance late to do something because obviously the Vikings missed the field goal towards the end of the game. Um, but pretty through an interception and the Vikings held for the win. It was a, a better performance from, from the Vikings altogether offensively, as, as I said. You saw Jordan Addison make some big plays. You saw Hawkinson make some plays, Cam Akers. Um, so all the, you know, the Vikings, their coaching style was good in this game. Kyle Shanahan, which probably he had opportunities back. There were some play calls that were missed. There were some throws that were missed by Brock Purdy. Um, but... The, Vikings, the Niners just weren't able to uh, get enough time uh, in terms of mounting together a good driver. So, to give the Vikings credit, it was a hard-fought game for them, and they played much better than I anticipated. And got a huge win over the 49ers uh, to keep their season and their division in, in grasp because the Vikings are now 3-4. and four. Who knows? They might still have an outside chance to keep the, you know, the Lions towards the end, but it was a big win for Minnesota that their season was kind of slipping away and they got a big win. And you just wonder now how soon Just Jefferson kind of return because that's going to be something that they need. They want to make a, a late run this season.